On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 5, We Light the Way. We break down the political implications of Laenor marrying Rhaenyra. We break down the emotional implications of Laenor marrying Rhaenyra, and we discuss all the mayhem that happened at their wedding, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is our review of Season 1, Episode 5, We Light the Way. We Light the Way. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I, of course, am Sims. My partner, Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey, how's it going? I I never like to step on the intro, so I feel... I'm sorry about that. But what what was the name of this episode? We Light Light the the way. Way. The words of what house... Uh, we High don't speak tower. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off before you even before you even speak ill of them. House High Tower, of course. Um, and it's funny because whenever I think of House High Tower, I always want to be like, and of course their patriarch is Otto, but he's technically not. It's Hobart, right? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Ormond. Ormond. Yeah. All these Ormond. fucking High Towers. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of those. High, the HT queen. boys. And Otto technically is jobless right now. What's he doing? <laughs> What's, he's he's on the road. Yeah. He's just he's actually probably sneaking around somewhere. Yeah. He's he's like he like is the kind of guy who would work at like a magic shop or an auto body shop. Dude, maybe yeah. maybe one of those uh, like porn stores on the highway. For sure. For sure, what, it, the yeah. lion's dens. Yeah, in Indiana, adult bookstore access. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let's talk. Where are we right now? So we're actually we're recording. Well, before I do that, I'd like to do the perennial. Please share, like, subscribe. Got to guys. Um, you know, it, we've actually been catching a lot of traction recently, so you guys' efforts are definitely appreciated, as always. So we are recording fresh from, not the OG Deep Throne Studio, but no. the alternate Deep Throne Studio at my household. Um, it's, What's it like? You know, we're in our office. It's There's, beautiful. It's interesting. It definitely does have a Thrones vibe to it. It does. It's a got a lot bit. of them. Like the ceiling is like very King of the Northy. There's like a chandelier. It's got a vaulted ceiling. Vaulted. Chandelier. Um, the Deep Thrones picture, which Chris has as well, is cool because that makes us feel it. And I gotta say, like, what's it like having a house? Is it nice? Yeah, it's cool. Um, we had we had a housewarming party. I was there on Saturday actually, and it was. It was a blast. It was our first time having like a, a large group of people here. It was a great crew. I mean, and it was cool because it was like some of your friends, some of your wife's friends, some of your friends that even I haven't really met. So it was nice. You yeah, know, it we was had a really good, great, eclectic group of folks. We had a good turnout. It, you know, it wasn't quite as cool as as uh, Rhaenyra's wedding, but oh well, I, <laughs> we're gonna get into that. <laughs> that wedding gets uh, gets off on a really bad foot. We're also watching the Bears Packers in the background and. I don't know about you because you're a Vikings fan, but I got a lot of questions about what I was going to choose to watch today. We're recording yeah. on Sunday, so you guys are listening either Monday or after that. Right. Um, you did. People people gave you a lot of mess yesterday at the party. You know, it's it's just you have to – for me, there's no – like we have to deliver the product, exactly. so it's got to happen. And quite honestly, I'm probably not missing much knowing the Bears-Packers history. The, right. the Packers are probably getting in that ass right now. <laughs> So I, Aaron I, Rogers. He's I could be lucking out, but hey, who knows? Yeah. He's immunized. Yeah. 
He's, that's important to remember. Uh, I think, yeah. Go Bears. You did, go get, Bears. you did get asked a lot of questions about that, and I feel like we're professionals here, as silly as that sounds, because we're technically not. This is We're freelancers, but we are very proud of what we do, and actually coming up, you're going to be doing a little traveling, I'm going to be doing a little traveling, and guess what? We're going to figure out a way to get this thing out the, the, the show best goes we can. On. The show goes on. But um, this was a lot in this episode, so again, I'll give my... This may go a little long warning, even though we're constantly money. But uh, Chris, should we get should we get into this? <laughs> Just pat ourselves on the pat back. Our, yeah. We yeah. don't know what else will. Yeah, guide um, us through this episode. Yeah, so it opens with Lady Rhea from Runestown, who of course is Damon's wife. Uh, it's our first time meeting her, and he Damon, of course, going off about like the sheep are prettier. Lady Rhea was gorgeous. Yeah, she actually. Yeah, she was very pretty, and. She. It was funny to me that she had heard all the shit that Damon was talking. Yeah. So she. So in this scene, Lady Rhea is like going on a haunt. Her her cousin Sir Gerald of Runestown also is like, want to go with? And she's like, nah, I'm just gonna go. Encounters Damon, and she's like, oh, what are you here to fuck the sheep? Because of course Damon had said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Damon just sort of like awkwardly walks up to her and like kind of like what's it called? He like scares the horse, like rears the horse. He rears the horse. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting. He's wearing like a Grim Reaper fit, kind of. Yeah. He's wearing that hooded, the same hooded outfit. It, he wears that hooded outfit for two reasons. One, if he's going to rear a horse and kill his wife. Or two, he's going to fuck his niece. It's the only reason <laughs> when he wears that outfit. Um, and she mentions in this scene that the marriage was not consummated either. Which could be... Important. Could have some important implications coming world, up soon. If the pee doesn't go in the vagina, then it technically a marriage never happened. Exactly. And that's why they would do betting ceremonies and stuff. Joking, they'd be like, there it is. It's- <laughs> we also, we, we saw that come into play in Game of Thrones with Joffrey and Sansa as well. Right, right. Do you have to finish? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. It's a stupid question. That's I think it just question. has to go in and it's good. Uh, but so he rears the horse. She falls and is like paralyzed clearly in rough shape the horse like falls backwards crushes her and she she kind of takes a jab at damon and damon picks up a rock and like cracks her skull yeah it it was interesting because it seemed like damon was just fine with her being paralyzed i think he assumed she would have died out there yeah i guess yeah but what if she was found alive yeah like you would think sir gerald would go looking for her eventually so after a bit yeah but then she goes i knew you couldn't finish craven and then you know he he finished. finished yeah it's honestly weird flex, but okay. He I couldn't would. finish with Renero, but yeah. he finished with his wife. So that's good, I guess, in a way. That's, uh, he's growing. He's, he's, we're seeing positive <laughs> growth from Damon in this episode. We're all really happy to see it. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, Viserys is seasick, and he's honestly falling apart at the seams. And uh, he's, he's headed to High Tide with the with the crew. He's got Lord um, Strong. Lord Lair, Strong. Lair Strong, right? That's oh, Lionel, Lionel Strong. Lionel Strong. Rhaenyra's on the boat. Kristen Cole's on the boat. Kristen Cole is definitely on the boat. And he's off his fucking rocker. Um, but, yeah, Viserys is not doing too hot, Chris. He does not. The, this whole episode, I think, the underlying theme is that things are falling apart. Yeah. And I think that starts with how we see Viserys here. Agreed. I think it's... Very symbolic. Viserys is falling apart while everything else is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And he's pretending things are fine, but guess what? It's not good. Uh, and there's a quick cut from there. Otto and Allison talk. Otto, of course, is making way back to uh, Old Town because he's been relieved of his duties at Hand of the King. Allison is not happy about it. Otto just is the... Honestly, if there was a gaslighting playbook Otto drew it up he wrote it he's getting of course like then anyone who's gaslit since then is part of his coaching tree <laughs> you know what's here I'll clear this up I talk a lot of shit about Otto and part of part of what we 
are doing on the show here is I'm taking Team Blacks and Sheedy's taking Team Greens. But it'll make more sense too in the coming. In 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 the reality, George R. R. Martin thrive like he loves writing his characters to be complicated and not right. Like, he doesn't yeah, want exactly. you don't want you don't want Batman versus the Joker. Right. One's clearly good, one's clearly bad, and that was Thrones fell into that trap with Jon Snow and Ramsay, mm-hmm. and then Jon Snow and Cersei. They they changed Cersei from a gray character to clearly she's the villain, right. and we like the gray. And so that and that happened so fast with Danny too. Yeah, it, it was a hero to jarring. Villain. But then, so my point here was that Alice, or I'm sorry, Otto is speaking the truth here in a way. Now, he is gaslighting his daughter, which is bad. But what he's saying is it, it's going to lead to blood if Rhaenyra ends up on the Iron Throne. And you, by choosing Rhaenyra, meaning Alicent had Rhaenyra's back saying that she didn't do anything bad and she didn't lose her maidenhead and all that. Um, Otto saw that as a perfect opportunity for Rhaenyra's claim to the throne to be challenged. Yeah. And possibly removed by Viserys before it even got any further. Agreed. So Otto feels betrayed by Alicent in a way. And he's quick to tell her. He doesn't miss a moment to tell her. So they're having a major falling out. I think, too, though, what Otto Otto says to her that I liked was, Mm -hmm. not only is he saying people will challenge it, and if people challenge it, the first thing Rhaenyra will do is remove any threats of people who have claims to the throne. So Otto is telling Alicent, she will kill your children if right. anyone raises any stink because they will be like, well, Alicent's children should be. So if you love your kids, right. you should champion them for the throne. It's the only way to save them from Rhaenyra. So now you now he basically says you have no choice but you know choose your kids or choose Rhaenyra and just pray that she doesn't murder your kids. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that was very smart uh, on his part, you know, for what he's looking for. And then um, Laris then, uh, Laris Strong, who is the clubfoot, he is turning into a sneaky boy. Let me tell you something. He's, a, he's called the clubfoot because he has a uh, kind of a birth defect, but kind of a, a kind of a clubfoot. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he, he's sort of hopping around the God's Wood when Alicent is there. And he sort of gaslights her and he tells her about the tea that Melos brewed for Rhaenyra, which I guess is common knowledge is like a plan PT. Yeah. Uh, so Rhaenyra or Alicent has a clearer idea that Rhaenyra possibly did lose her maidenhood because it was of the king's order. And he's playing it off as if he as if he doesn't know the purpose of what that tea yeah. was. And so, like you said, he is gaslighting in his own way, but his angle here is to use that info to prove his worth to Alicent. So, again, yeah. you can start seeing these, these lines being drawn, right? These people are start the, the factions are starting to form, and Laris is trying to show that he's useful to Alicent. Right, right. And um, one thing that I just wanted to throw in here that's kind of off topic, but that weirwood tree, it made me think that, Bran or the Three-Eyed Raven at any point in time can like see these conversations that are happening in the God's Woods. Oh, for sure, for sure. Three-Eyed Raven's a fucking pervert. Which, which is interesting. There's also a theory floating around right now that Laris is a green seer that can like tap into weirwood trees mm. and stuff. Yeah, I, I was wondering myself if that was going to play into it because warging was such a crucial part of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. uh, that I wonder if there will be any kind of warging that comes into play in this particular series. You to know, some degree. It's it's not mentioned in the source material, but I wouldn't be surprised um, if it is just because 
again, from a third party source or secondhand source, you're not going to know if someone's working necessarily. Right. right? Yeah. So it definitely could. Yeah. And then Viserys and his retinue arrive at High Tide, where they are meeting with Lord Corliss, of course. They're not met by Lord Corliss at the gates. Lena's there. She's older now. She's no longer 12. She's actually a smoke now. Um, I thought I'd throw that in there. In my notes, <laughs> mentioned she's a smoke. Lanor's hanging out with his buddy. Uh, sword fighting. Joffrey Lawnmouth. They're sword fighting. And it just turns out those two also are secretly lovers. They're, they're big sword, on sword, sword fighting. Big sword fighters, which more power to them. I mean, that's how you... Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting here because... Corliss making the decision to not receive Viserys at the gates is kind of... I mean, it's it shows that he's still very much pissed off about being yeah. slighted multiple times. Yeah, even though he probably has an idea of what this is, and it is a great honor that they're about to bestow on his house, mm-hmm. uh, he, it was important to him that he get that message across. And then, of course, they finally make it in there. Um, Viserys and, and uh, Strong are met with Rhaenys and Corliss. They're starting to talk shop. Uh, they also see that Viserys has fallen apart at the seams. He proposes the marriage. But Corliss has a couple questions, a couple things he wants to iron out. Firstly, last names. Yeah. Which is, I mean, again, this is where you kind of see the Valerian pride kicking in a little bit. To be offered, you know, the to heir. be part of the king's family is a major honor on its own. But he's saying, yo, like, we need to figure out the last name issue now like are valerians potentially going to be kings and queens moving right. forward and viserys says you know they can take the last name of valerian but until they ascend the throne until the time that they ascend the throne so viserys doing his duty keeping targaryens in power or at least so he thinks i think it's a good deal in this scene it's very painful because and I don't know, Rhaenys is a pretty calculating person too, but it seems like she did have some real concern like when she reached out and grabbed his hand and he was like wincing in pain. Yeah, I think because I think that, you know, any time a monarch, at least at this time when it was, you know, monarchy still held like a real position, like a queen just died. And of course, a lot of people in England are quite sad about it, but it's not something that's like, oh my God, what's going to happen to our country? You know, like, yeah. This is actually like... This is the ruling power. This is if an, a living president were to pass away, right? So it's a very big deal um, to their society. And Rhaenyra actually is walking the uh, sort of the, the, the sand with, with Lanor, and they chat. And she kind of knows he's gay. He knows he's gay, and she sort of is fine with it. And she's like, you know, we're going to do our duty, and we can bang whoever we want on the side. And it's just that'll be that. Yeah, she she's using this analogy of dining and ducks and she's like, listen, you fuck geese, I'll fuck ducks. Right. Yeah. Quack quack. <laughs> um but yeah, it was very weird. You know, you made a point when we were watching this that kind of equating Rhaenyra's situation to Rob Stark's. We talked situation. about it on Deep Thrones all the time. You said it. You're like, just marry the one you gotta marry and bang who you want. You gotta just do your duty and then figure out the rest afterward. But when you start skipping out on on the duties is when is when you start getting into trouble and it goes way beyond yeah. you. Your house is put at risk because yeah. you are making a selfish decision. So it seems like Rhaenyra is at least in the right headspace as far as what her duty is. She understands and there's a quick cut then back to Corliss and Rainey's there chatting and Rainey's admits she's nervous for their children because no matter what, Rhaenyra's line will be challenged. I mean, everyone's acknowledging it except Viserys and Rhaenyra. Yes. Everyone. Otto. 
Rainey's, Corliss, everyone. And Rainey says, this now officially puts us in the crosshairs. And Corliss sort of tries to appease her a little bit. He's like, listen, we have the ships, baby. We have half the dragons. Viserys has the other half. Like, who's going to fuck with us? Yeah. It, it, again, the trend of this episode, things are falling apart. Factions are being formed. So you're, seeing, you're, you're actively watching factions being formed in front of your face. Yeah. And Rainus is... Has, she has the foresight to be like, regardless of if we go to war, like to what end? It's going to be ugly. There's no, there's not going to be any winners. Exactly. We're all just going to kill each other. Exactly. And uh, Lane, this quick cut. Lanor is making out with Sir Joffrey Lawnmouth. Uh, they're pals. Uh, that's his lover, his paramour, so to speak. And he sort of acknowledges, like, listen, Lanor, use this to your advantage. Like, we can bang on the side if Rhaenyra is cool with it. We're cool with it. Like. We can, we can make this thing work. It's it's crazy to me how brazen Joffrey is. Mm-hmm. Knowing Lenor's position. It, it's not like a Renly and, and Loras situation where they're, no, they're very, very much conscious of you know, on the down low. Yes. Lenor and, and Joffrey are very brazen with it and they everyone knows about it. They're like in the sand, like outside, like yeah. cuddling up. Mm-hmm. And he, he sort of looks like if Lancel and Loris had a baby, doesn't he? Kinda. <laughs> he does look like a little bit of Lancel. Dude, a get bit him in a painter's hat. Dude, if they bring back, let me tell you something. If they bring back painter's hats, it's game over. <laughs> auto ten, auto ten rating for me. Uh, Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra chat on the boat home. Cole is off his rocker at this point. He's mad over. He's like head over heels in love with Rhaenyra. Apparently, he's like, listen, I've forsaken, I've forsoked my, <laughs> I've had forsaken my honor with you. Uh, and let's run away together and get married. And it's like, run away. Rhaenyra wants the throne. She wants right. to be queen. The whole first four episodes was her fucking being like, listen, I'm your heir. And now she has it, and he thinks that she's about to run away with him, and he's like, well, this was how I could teach, you know, lie to myself that I have some honor left because I've forsaken my vow and made love to you. And it's like, okay, Jon Snow. Yeah, and it's going to become more evident later on in this episode, but Kristen Cole is not a savvy court, you know, veteran in the game, right? Like, he, he's, he's only there because he was kicking ass in the Dornish marches, and then he made a name for himself. He's yeah. not used to these behind-the-back, um, closed-door relationships and all these, you know, little-finger-type dealings and things like that. So he's just very naive in this whole world, and yeah. he thinks that he's going to write his own love story and sal- salvage his honor and we just talked about it. Rhaenyra is very um, obsessed and considerate of her duties. Yeah. And there's zero chance that this would ever work out. And Kristen Cole gets very upset. And, but Rhaenyra tried to tell him, too. She was like, listen, I can fuck a duck. You can fuck a goose or whatever. <laughs> she was telling him, like, me and you can do our thing on the side. And he's like, I'm not, a, he's like, I'm not your whore. Right. And I was like, dude, that's every guy's dream. Kristen <laughs> Cole set this back 4,000 years. I wonder how much of this is him being shaken you know, like, does he have a little Stockholm syndrome right now? Like, oh my god, this because again, he got, he got. I'm, I'm saying he got Weinstein, dude. He got kind of. I he, no, he didn't. He Listen, got, he he knew he started stripping down with her. He was into it. He wanted it. He, he did not. It. He said no multiple times, and then and then it started he happening. He wanted the goose. No, <laughs> he no wanted, means no. He wanted the goose. Which is the which is the goose and which is the duck? Whichever one is the is the is the Rhaenyra is what he wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, but so Viserys arrives back. Alicent is looking out. He like collapses, and Alicent doesn't even react. She's 
fully over the Targaryen bullshit. She's yeah, done with they're, it. She's they're done out. With King's Landing bullshit. They they they're having a clear falling out. Viserys, I think, still has some love for her, but Allison's completely stale. Yeah, to him. she's over him. She then calls on Kristen Cole because she wants to get to the bottom of the Damon situation, uh, and she's like kind of grilling him about it, but she never brings up Damon. And Kristen Cole literally thinks she's talking about him yeah. banging Rhaenyra, and he admits to it. Yeah, this again. He's not a savvy player in the game. No one, no one that we saw at court, even in Game of Thrones, would really admit to something like that. Except yeah. maybe like Ned. Um, but like, yeah, listen, don't 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 compare don't compare Cole to Ned here. All right. But you know, Allison is beating around the bush because she doesn't want to be disrespectful to Rhaenyra, and then by her doing that, opened up the doors to information that she didn't even know. Yeah, but I just can't believe like. And then he, he, he pops up and he's like, Your Grace, instead of gelding me or torturing me, all that I ask is for a quick death. This dude is jonesing for a death in this episode. He just wants to be fucking cut up. Dude, and she, again, she, again, he got he got his life ruined by Rhaenyra. Dude, no. And now on. he wants to die. Okay. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's starting to trend that way. Yeah. I have no comeback for it. Because honestly, he is really sad. But also, like, I mean, come on, it's Rhaenyra. That's like a great come up for him. He was from, he was from a shit house. He got to bang the princess, and now he's being all sad about it. Um, and she says, she's like, I'm not going to do anything. You're free to go. And he's like, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> it's a cool. Um, but that, that was sort of wild for me. Uh, Viserys is in awful shape, and he needs a leeching. We learned that in this episode. Dude, um, oh, what was, I, I didn't write down the guy's name. The well, Melos Maester. and or- Ormond. Or- Orkind? Orwile. Like Orwile. Or- so he actually he becomes a Grand Maester later on after Melos kicks the can. But this is a great part where Viserys asks uh, Lionel Strong about his legacy. Just kind of like, you know, what am I going to be? And it's like, oh, you're, you're going to have... Oh, buddy, don't you just... You're going to have a little a little something in the history books, Chief. Yeah. And Viser- it, it, he's Viserys has man. long chapters in the, in the history he's books. He's a good man. It sucks. It sucks. It, he, he's, at the end of the day, he's not... He's making the right decision for him and, and his daughter. He's not, not the considering how the realm's going to react to it. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's his downfall. It's sad, though, because like, you want to see someone like him succeed, and I think that's what's so great about George R. R. Martin's characters, is that really bad characters can be successful sometimes, really good characters can be successful sometimes, but just the opposite, each one could also be really bad at their thing, you know? and I think mm-hmm. that's like life. And I think that's important. It's like the manager of a Burger King. They're mean. I've heard. I have a, but you know, Kruger Bing. Kruger Bing. It's like that. It's like you know when the the meme when it's like you know she's running this Burger King like it's the Navy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like there's no need for that. Just be cool. But, but but death is on the mind of Viserys already. He knows his day is coming. I mean, it's obvious. Possibly next episode. Possibly. Uh, it's really. <laughs> what if he says he's just like ah. Uh, <laughs> Sir, Sir Lionel, I'm gonna die. Maybe next episode. Yeah, we are missing Dan and Dave. At that point, we're missing D and D when they when they start bringing up next. When yeah, Viserys is like next episode, probably at the 23 minute mark. <laughs> it's a wrap for you, boy. <laughs> I can't believe that made the final cut. Um, Sea Smoke and Cyrax fly over King's Landing. That's Rhaenyra and of course Lainor, who both are dragon riders. Show up. All lords arrive for the wedding ceremonies and festivities. We're seeing the Lannisters roll up. We're seeing the High Towers roll up. We're seeing, you know, uh, the the, Lann- the other Lannister twin roll up, and we're seeing more High Towers roll up. And then, of course, the Valerians roll up. 
Uh, but before the Valerians roll up is actually this great part where uh, Jason Lannister uh, talks to Viserys and Rhaenyra, and Rhaenyra's kind of like, my father chose a great match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she's giving him a little it. sauce. Yeah, but then great. Jason says something about, he makes a bad joke about uh, why men fight battles, because the women would be getting ready. Like, It'd be too late. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid. And it's like, shit, dude, come on. It's 2022, you can't say that. He's he's lame. He's, <laughs> it's, he's lame. It's, 20, it's, it's, it's 101 AC, you, you can't, can't say, say that. After Conquest. Uh, Allison is notab- noticeably as- absent. Sir Gerald shows up and talks to Viserys about Rhea, his beloved cousin who passed away. Uh, the Valerians then roll in, and they roll in deep. They're wearing black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, we saw the scene in one of the original trailers. They're they're rolling in deep, fitted up. Again, the brazenness. Why is Joffrey in that squad? I don't know. I, 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 they don't really get into what his rank is within the house. I think he's like a knight of their he's house. A he's knight, like a king. Yeah. He's like a a Corliss guard. <laughs> he's a sea guard. He's yeah. a seaman. Yeah, he's a knight of the. He's yeah. He's and he's in service of House Valerian. Yeah. So he rolls up too. They're looking great again. Lena is she's a little bit older and she's developed nicely. Um, <laughs> then, Damon rolls in uh, and he's still at this point banished. Late. Yeah, he's banished, but Viserys does nothing. He just like snaps his fingers and they pull up a chair for right. Damon. Viserys is such a fucking pushover. But also, though, like, how are they? I guess if you're a guard at the Red Keep, you're not going to prevent Damon from walking in. No, no, no. And, like, Viserys doesn't want to make a scene at his daughter's wedding. Right. Uh, um, even though, even though up. like, it keeps cutting to Kristen. It's like seven cuts to Kristen Cole. And every time it's just him being like, oh, I'm sad. And then um, <laughs> Lainor and Rhaenyra actually have a really cute moment where he kisses her hand. And then, so yeah, Damon strolls in, he gets a seat. Viserys gives a speech, but he's cut off. Everyone stops, turns around. What's in the doorway? This beautiful, bright green dress worn by Alicent Hightower herself. Yeah, and I didn't know this, but the green actually symbolizes the, it, the, the beacon on, on the, House Hightower's. Yeah, hi, it's the Hightower. The Hightower. It's called the, the Hightower. The beacon on top of it when they raise their banners for war. It's green. And they light it up green. And so Alicent's very much making a statement here. And the entire Hightower family appears to be wearing green. Yeah. Later on, within the same sequence, uh, Lord Ormond Hightower says that uh, Old Town's with you yes. to Alicent. So, again, the, the, the seeds for war are being planted all over the place here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it cut off his speech as well, which was not like supposed to be you know, something she should have done. Viserys is, is having a very bad time He's at, having this a rough episode. at this point. He lets her sit down. He kind of just rolls his eyes and he gets back into her speech. But, of course, Laris, the clubfoot, is still gossiping. He's like, oh, she's late and her dress is a weird. It's a very green. <laughs> and um, he's, he's like Baelish, but like he, he's like JV team Baelish for me uh, at this point. I'm going to have to see more from him, but he's JV. Baelish was in the shadows. This guy is like gossiping to some dude sitting next to him, you know. See, but but this guy is—he's in the shadows, but he like just like clubs up to you, uh, clubs he's up like, to you when he wants you. Like Batman, he's like, I am the shadows. Yeah, when you turn around, he's just gone. But he's only like but, but twelve can, feet in yeah. away, and you can hear him. Yeah, and you can follow plinking. the path of his dragged foot <laughs> in the dirt. You're like, oh, there's some some gravels to miss. I bet Loris and the clubfoot is near. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see where we at. So, but before we move on from here, this, this is a long sequence, so it might take us a little while to it's get bouncing through it. Around there a lot is like, too. yeah, it goes a lot of covers a lot of different characters and there's a lot dancing, of important there's... conversations. But I did want to 
draw attention to some of the setting here. Um, the columns in there were ornately designed. I'm sure they'll get into it in the behind the scenes episode, so we can talk a little bit more about that on Midweek Mayhem. Yeah, they'll, I'm sure that once we have uh, two by Tuesday, we'll know more about this episode, how they kind of came about. And the, the ships this, are very ornate that they've been building. Yeah, and and then you also have like the attention to detail and the fact that the wedding was very, it was highly ceremonial. Yeah, even the you know the first dance with Lenore and and Rhaenyra, you had just the way that they were introduced when they first walked in, the nuances into bowing to the king. It was it was very good to see that some of those details weren't skipped. Right. No, for sure. They definitely, again, uh, Condal and, and Sapochnik really went the extra mile to, um, <laughs> to, to again, bring back season eight where sort of the nuance that we love was skipped. And honestly, even earlier in the show, I don't think D&D were ever students of Martin's work. They were no. great at adapting it for a larger viewing audience. I think that this is what... The hard part that Condal's going to have is that he—he, he, I would argue he's almost trying to go too much into the lore. I don't think you would as a book reader. No. I, I would as an HBO exec. I'm not saying I'm an HBO exec, not yet. They haven't gotten back to me. Uh, <laughs> they told, actually, in fact, they told me to stop emailing them. But if, if I was an HBO exec, you do, you do want to draw in the larger viewing audience. You don't just want book guys. You want views. But again, $25 million in the first episode. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, and I, I think... It's an important part of the setting. I mean, it's, it, it is, again, the glory days of the Targaryens, right? So they're going to be highly ceremonial in a situation like a wedding. And all those little things are going to make big differences. You don't totally agree. And um, so from there, there's a lot of dancing. Uh, and then Sir Gerald has the unmitigated gall to go up to Damon and confront him about that bullshit in Runestown, which Damon didn't even get caught doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, he did it, but he, he showed get, up pretty, showed pretty up. timely. Yeah. But Sir Gerald rolls in and he's kind of like, hey, you know, what the fuck? Like, you, you want to talk about that weird death? I bet you know more than you're letting on. And then Damon gives him some, well, first off, he calls him a bronze cunt. Secondly, he says something like, accusations like this in King's Landing are punished. And then he says, by the way, uh, I'll be there soon enough because I, I should be inheriting some stuff. You know, your, your lady wife uh, was the rightful heir of Runestown. Now that she's dead, I should be in charge of it. So maybe me and you can discuss this further when I'm there to make my claims. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because the Lord of Runestown, or I guess, I mean, what was his name again? Gerald. Gerald. Gerald Royce. Gerald Royce rolls up and says... People in, in the Vale are always held accountable and have to answer for their crimes. Damon answers it, like you said, saying, well, accusations need to be answered for in the Red Keep oh, yeah. or in King's Landing. So, Let alone to Prince Damon Targaryen. Yeah, so <laughs> I am excited about the prospect of Damon going to meet Lady Jane right. Aaron, uh at the Erie because, as we know, the Erie is... Uh, 
People don't have the greatest times when they go and visit court at the Erie. If you go to the Erie, you're going to have a bad time. You're, yeah. you're going mean, to take a look at the moon door. Right. And, Again, historically, the one person who was able to conquer the Erie was, I think it was Visenya with the dragon. Yes, and yeah. Flew she in flew up right there. in and was like, hey, moon door, cool. Also, at that point in time, it was another lady. It's, it seems House Aaron's very progressive with who they have. Yeah. Um, ruling the veil at that time, it was another lady of of House Aaron that was yeah. ruling. Of course, in Game of Thrones, we knew Liza. Liza, Liza. Aaron was, was the G. Yeah, oh, that that was titty milks. And <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm really curious because as we discussed earlier, and we were hinting at, if he didn't consummate the marriage with his lady wife, then does he actually have a claim to Runestown? But then again, who's going to prove? Who? How could you prove that? Yeah, um, I don't think that. Well, we'll figure it out in the next episode, but right. I don't think that that's really going to matter. As far as Lady Jane's yeah. character, she's very much a rightful ruler in the sense that she's strong mm-hmm. but just. I don't know so if we'll I see it, think... though, sadly, because of the massive time jump. I hope we see it. I do, too. Either way, just... we'll see Lady Jane at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, she's going to play into it. I just think that specific fight over that land we might not see because of the 10 year time jump that supposedly is taking place which is insane i'm gonna sue if i don't if i don't see it it's gonna be pretty weird it's gonna be pretty weird uh damon then gets up he's like i've had enough of talking to old men i want to dance with hot chicks and he he cuts in on lena and he's like hey there let's uh let's shake a leg (laughs) so he starts making his move on lena and now we start to see his agenda after he went to runestone and killed killed uh well allegedly killed yeah, Ray Royce. <laughs> yeah, hey, he's like, I'm single again. Yeah, that's a crazy. He honestly just did the Michael Peterson. She fell down the horse, <laughs> the horse case. You know, well, uh, Lena, Lena's into it though for sure. She's flirty. They're flirting back and forth. You love to see. Mm-hmm. It. I love the powerful women in this show. They're confident. They're flirtatious. Uh, Lena's gorgeous. Damon's handsome in his own right. They'd make beautiful little babies. But, you know, obviously, as we knew last episode, she's sworn to that, the son of the Sea Lord and Bravos. Yep, so keep an eye on that one. And then out of nowhere, Sir Joffrey Lonmouth, like Chris says, has the unmitigated gall to walk up to Sir Kristen, and he's like, hey, by the way, I know your secret. You're fucking Rhaenyra. You know my secret. I'm fucking Laenor. It's in our best interests to work for their best interests. And Kristen, like Chris said, isn't a politicker. He doesn't play games. He's like, I don't want anyone to know my secrets. Right. He's honestly probably has a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> and and he's, I mean, at this point in time, he's like, he is traumatized. Whether you look at it in the sense that he was into yeah. having sex with Rhaenyra no, or not. No, he is. He is. It's ruined uh, his life, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's ruined his life. And now this guy is walking up talking shit who also... He has no clue who he is. You know how annoying that would be? Well, I'm sure... I mean, the rumors have gone long and far about Lainor and Joffrey, so... I'm, yeah, I'm but sure Sir Kristen's kind of just, like, standing there and out of nowhere. This dude's talking in his ear. He's probably yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, Joffrey... Joffrey has... Joffrey has balls, dude. The guy... You say what you want about him. He's got balls to just be Joffrey sticking has, his... If you learn nothing Sticking else, his nose everywhere. Sticking his nose at places it shouldn't belong. Sticking his dick places it shouldn't... In this world, should not belong, right? Because mm-hmm. that is... He's supposed to marry the queen, but it doesn't matter. I mean, realistically, like we said, you, if you are in that position of power, you can fuck who you want. And that goes for Leonor as well with Joffrey. If, if he's going to be the king consort, he can bang Joffrey on the side. No one's going to lift a finger to him. The guy rides sea smoke, and he also lit up the triarchy last episode or two episodes ago. As long as he makes babies with Rhaenyra. Yes, that's all you got to do is pop out them babies, uh, which we'll see You know, with that time jump if they've done just that. <laughs> um, so that's we'll know for sure. 
Um, and then Damon cuts in on Rhaenyra. Damon's cutting in on all the dances. He cuts in, talks to Rhaenyra. They talk in High Valerian because, of course, it's getting a little tense. And she's saying some bullshit like, or he said something like, is this what you want? You want to be forced to marry? And she's like, well, if you want to marry me, kill my father now and take me to Dragonstone. Right. Obviously, she was being very hyperbolic, but she's kind of into it. He kind of grabs her neck and, like, they're about yeah, to... Yeah, it looks like they're, like, about to make out. Meanwhile, Viserys and Allison are, like, looking through a sea of people at it, and Viserys looks pissed yes as he, as he should be i mean this was the whole reason why he banished damon in the first place dude but for damon to just show up and then immediately do that i get that like he loves viserys but if you truly love your brother give it a couple hours till the fucking party's over before yeah. you corner the girl don't almost make out with your niece in front of everyone <laughs> and no one really saw it was sort of off kilter and then it's broken up because a fucking brawl breaks out yeah this brawl a breaks man in the back said everyone attack and it turned into a ballroom blitz <laughs> and, and meanwhile during this brawl it's kind of convoluted you can't really see who's fighting at the middle um, no. Viserys Mr. starts Lone. bleeding out of his nose just sitting at the table Viserys is the stress <laughs> pop the nose blood vessel uh, or who knows? It was a wedding. He might have popped some some nose beers. That might have been it. Um, so then he he's sort of stressed out because he's watching the fight. Allison's stressed out. All the lords are sort of like on the sides fleeing. Everyone who's on the dance floor is essentially caught in like a corn backwards K styled mosh pit. Um, and then all of a sudden we Woodstock see ninety nine. Lanor catches a punch from fucking uh, from uh, Kristen Cole. Uh, Damon's nowhere to be found. As soon as the fight broke out, Damon was like, I'm out of here. He's <laughs> like, I have better things to do than deal with you suckers. Viserys is just like, you know what, Seven House, where is the princess? And this is where we see how cool like uh, Lionel Strong is. He looks at his son, Sir Harwin Breakbones, who's standing at the corner of the dance floor, like arms folded, and he just motions his head, and Sir Harwin kind of nods at his dad, and then just starts throwing out. Clearing. Clearing a house. Anyone who's in his way, which is everyone, to the princess, he just is bucking he's just tossing him off getting him out of the way he grabs the princess picks her up as the sort of fight clears we see cole beating joffrey lonmoth to death and we don't know the reason uh obviously we know the reason because of that previous conversation but those people don't know the reason and i'm sure cole will say he pulled something you know yeah i mean this is this is where we see the beginning of the rest of Kristen cole's life and the beginning started. of the end of peace yes yeah well that that's been happening yeah, um, this is the but this middle is, I mean, of the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you see Kristen Cole is now fully lost it. Um, he's going to find some purpose in a later <laughs> scene here. He really just was dude, yeah. cost this man his life. <laughs> dude, you know, you never, that's why you don't, that's why you don't mess around with these demons on the he's, streets out here, you know? He's, he's, yeah, these, as, as our, as our former president once tweeted, these hoes say they're classy. Well, that's the class I'm skipping. And granted, his Twitter was hacked, but I thought that was very astute. Kristen should have skipped the class. You should have skipped that class. But also, it's tough. To, you've got to admit, sometimes it's tough to skip class. <laughs> and when it's a lesson you really want to learn, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> You're like, I mean, I'm paying tuition. And then, so now now you have Kristen Cole off the edge, and then Har- you see the usefulness of Harwin kind of stepping in. He is a strong motherfucker. He, it looks he's like he's got a strong chin, too, which in boxing means... You can take a punch, right? But and also though, you're seeing 
kind of like how I mentioned earlier that Laris was proving his worth to Alicent. Right. Now Harwin is kind of proving his worth to Rhaenyra. To this point, our Hand of the King was Otto Hightower, who, we, who was squirrely, but it was sort of just Otto pulling the strings and his older brother sort of bullying him. Now we see what Lionel brings to the table, which is a sneaky brother. Right, Laris is his brother. Um, Lionel's the lord. Laris is the sneaky brother. Harwin's it's the strong son. brother. Oh, the strong brother, right? So he's got he's got a team. The strongs really bring a lot to the table in terms of what they offer, which I think is really cool. We're seeing sort of how they now are. He's uh, enacting his influence now. Otto's out of the picture, and it's the strong family's time to step up. Mm-hmm. And I think you really see him doing that in this episode. First off, Harwin, for, you know, on his brother's command, getting shit done. De- so Lionel's the dead gotcha. and Lord, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. And Laris and Harwin are bros. Gotcha. And he sends them off to do their thing, and it's sort of, uh, I think, Strong now has essentially ingratiated himself with Viserys, and I think Varys, Viserys trusts him. Yeah, I mean, he some Viserys has to find some allies somewhere at this point. And it looks like the Strongs are going to be that. Yeah, he's bleeding, though. He kind of, like, is not doing too hot. But then Rhaenyra and Laenor in a just shattered room. Empty. No one's there. What? You get the feeling that Viserys saw that brawl and was just like, we're we're just going to do this quickly. Have a much smaller ceremony. Knock it out. Get get them married and then then move on. And, And during this scene... You are you're having cuts to Chris and Cole in the Godswood. Taking off his white cloak. Taking off the white cloak. He pulls his knife. He's ready to end it all. He should have skipped the class. And then <laughs> Alicent walks I'm in. I'm telling you, dude, sometimes it's difficult. You're like, what are we talking oh, We're talking about U.S. history. I love that class. Let me in. And then Alicent walks in, and she's basically the, the, the substitute professor that's like, yeah, I'll teach some class. Dude, oh no. He's about to get, about to get taught <laughs> another lesson. He can't handle another class. <laughs> He's got our full workload as it is. So, so again, I think I think the beating of Joffrey Lawnmouth from Kristen Cole was the beginning of his new character arc, and yeah. and now Allison is going to be his purpose moving forward. Agreed. I, he's totally switched sides from hashtag Team Blacks to hashtag Team Greens, and then after Lenor and Rhaenyra say their I doozies, Viserys just drops. The dude is not doing too hot, which is crazy because we're getting a massive time jump and they're playing it up like he's going to die soon, but we're getting like a multi-year time jump. I think I think he there is part of it where he was very exhausted from having to travel. I think that's like me and you this weekend. I think we're very exhausted. We had a long weekend, you know, and sometimes you feel that way. Sometimes you just collapse. I need a nice leeching. Dude, yeah, I don't know what that means. A sucking? <laughs> <laughs> you take that up with other people. That's not something you can ask of me, all right? <laughs> I'm not going to be yeah. Melos in here. Yeah. Next, nice I'm, you're going to Kristen Cole me. <laughs> That's uncool. My next thing you know, my life is ruined. What happened? I leached Chris for the podcast. But yeah, I mean, pretty wild episode overall. What did you think? I I did like the episode. Before we put a wrap on this one, I do think it's fitting to give a formal goodbye to Millie. Mm. Alcock and Emily Carey, Great who of course actresses. played Rhaenyra and Alicent, respectively. I want to give myself a shout out for limiting the amount of spider monkey jokes, chandelier girl jokes. They are of that ilk. Like you look at uh, Arya Stark, played by Maisie Williams. They are they are of that um, sort of. They're bred from the same stuff. And this chandelier in this room, I could just imagine the things that Millie and, and uh, Emily could accomplish. 
Um, so thank you guys. Acting wise, though, you guys were great. Your characters were awesome. I'm looking forward to Emma D'Arcy and Olivia Cook taking there, over. There are a lot of fans that I hear from who are Fanboy. concerned oh. about the, the best actresses leaving the show. That's not happening. Quote unquote, best yeah. actresses leaving. First the show. off. Olivia Cook has been around a long time. She's been act- acting since she was a teenager. She's great. Uh, first off, English actors are great anyways. But uh, <laughs> Emma D'Arcy is going to be great. Don't even worry about it. I think it's just because Millie Alcock. And it's not even Emily Carey so much. I think Millie has caught fire with social media. Yeah. And she's sort of hot right now. Um, and I think that's why. Deservedly so. She did great. But don't let it ruin your take on the show unless Emma D'Arcy just like shits a big fat turd. I, th- I think I think we're in for a real treat. I think I do too. I think obviously the characters are going to change as we started seeing happening specifically with Allison in this last episode. Well, and we saw next week on House of the Dragon, there's the massive time jump. It's the older actresses. Their children are like, you know, 10 and stuff. So you got to be ready for that. But also what's important to remember is now things will stabilize the time jumps are going to stop. We're going to be with our actors now. So yeah. we've made it through the really hard part of the show, essentially, in terms of all that. And it's going to start to be more linear. Right. So I I was kind of conflicted on my rating of this episode because it was kind of a, albeit very important scenes happened and there was the action was with slow. the brawl. It, it was a building type episode. So I'm going to... The I'm building gonna, sometimes the most fun part. You know, it, it is important. It is important. So I'm going to give it a 6.9. Wow, I give it a 6.5. So we're very wow. accurate, wow. very on par there. A 6.9 or a 69? A 6.9. 6.9, good. Yes. Uh, again, shout out Millie Alcock and Emily Carey. We're going to miss you guys. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, RIP to the realist. Yeah, but again, Emma Darcy, Olivia Cook, you guys are going to be great. Uh, one thing we want to do, a quick correction, it is Hobart Hightower. That was we wanted to throw that out there. That is the older So So I, I don't know how the show's doing it. But yeah. if if they are calling Lord Hightower Hobart Hightower, then they combined because Ormond Hightower in canon is the Lord of the Hightower, I believe um, so. yeah. of Old Town, and then his brother, his younger brother, Otto's younger brother as well, is Hobart Hightower. We'll have our research team get in on it and figure out what the fuck they're doing over there at HBO Max. I do think they did combine the brothers, but Probably. I wasn't sure how the name ended up, but. Doesn't matter. That guy Regardless. sucks anyway. Who cares? Call him Lord Hightower and then tell him to fuck yeah, off. Lord, yeah, Lord HT. Well, he's that's not your, Otto. Dude, that's your boy. No, he's soon. not my boy. Otto's my boy, and he bullies his younger brother. It's uncool. Holbert. <laughs> <laughs> or Ormond. We got to figure Ormond. it out. Let's figure, figure it out. out. I know. I, w- I came in really hard with my correction, and I'm actually not 100% sure. So that's you only get the best here from Deep Thrones. <laughs> um, best line, yes, Queen. Uh, my best line was from Rhaenyra to Kristen Cole after he basically proposed to her on the ship. Yeah. And she said, I am the crown. Ooh, nice. I, that was my I, I backup. Liked that. But she really should have changed it to I am a crown. Yeah. You know, knowing how things are going to shake out. But True. There's going to be multiple know, crowns. It was a strong statement. True. And he's like an I am a victim <laughs> of the crown. Jeez. Yeah. Too it's soon. Too soon. All right. What was your uh, Yas Queen? My Yas Queen was from Rhea Royce to Damon after being thrown from her horse when she's like laying down paralyzed. And Damon starts to walk away and she goes, I knew you couldn't finish, Craven. Yeah, that was mine too. That was my Yas Queen. It was, it was, it was a, a great good, line. It was a good Yas Queen. Because they didn't consummate their marriage. So she's like, I knew even if you tried, you couldn't finish, which yeah. I guess verifies what I asked earlier, which you have to come for it to be consummated. I don't think you do, though. Okay. I, 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 well, I don't know. I guess I don't, I'm not clear on those rules. I'll have to, we'll get George on the horn, and he'll be like, 
but these characters are so great. Like, no, George, we don't need that right now. Do they have to come? George, you'd be like, is Fast World of Westeros? George, no. Um, so since we have the same Yas Queen, my, my best line was, um, uh, Rhaenys, if, if Rhaenyra succeeds him, war will follow. Do you understand? That actually, Otto Hightower said that's Allison, my mistake. Uh, if, if Rhaenyra succeeds him, war will follow. Do you understand? He's really hammering her with it. I mean, he's not, he's, he's not, he's maybe not lying. Hottest moment? I'm going to go first this time. You go with hottest moment. Rhaenyra telling Lenor that they'll have kids, but they'll fuck whoever they want. They'll do their duty, but they'll fuck whoever they want. First of all, gooses and ducks. Gooses and ducks. And Wait, geese. Quack, quack. Geese and ducks. Geeses and, geeses and deeks. And <laughs> I love that she said that to him because, again, Rob Stark should have said that to Tyisa Ty or whatever her name, to Lissa, uh, back in the olden days, but he didn't. And then, of course, Walder Frey murdered him for it. Chris, your hottest moment. Well... Good old Walder Frey. Shout out to the to the to the realists. <laughs> My hottest moment was the wedding brawl. Yeah, that was pretty hot. I Specifically, Kristen Cole beating Joffrey to death, and I I have no problem with Joffrey's sexual sexual orientation. However, I didn't understand, and I wish maybe we'll get an explanation at some point. But how like just brazen they were Where like he got knowing the mitigated gall yeah yeah like knowing Lenor's position then approaching a knight of the king's guard and like basically talking shit and saying we have secrets on each other like you, you're that's probably gonna happen to you at some point I if think you're that's just throwing why it my everywhere. rating was so low because of stuff like that or stuff like there's no real closure on like anyone being like hey Kristen why did you just do that it yeah. just cuts away from it yeah. And I understand that Viserys was probably like, we'll sort that out. And at tourneys and stuff, people get killed all the time. It's just sort of a thing that happens in that world. And they kind of yeah. brush over it when Ben Blackwood killed uh, that other the guy. Bracken. Yeah. It, I think sometimes in that world, in that medieval times, it sort of happens. And you're like, okay, to your corners. And they're like, well, he's dead. And they're like, well, then whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and I do. I'm glad you brought that up with tourneys and stuff. In Fire and Blood they had this same kind of trajectory of what we saw in the wedding scene, but they had it happen at attorney. Right. And there was a melee and then Chris and Cole met Joffrey in one-on-one combat in the melee, which again is, is fought with blunted weapons. So people aren't supposed to die, but it's still oh, like, I, I mean, it's still steel. Could, yeah. That's just like rounded out. And he ended up beating Joffrey to death in that scene. And it also was funny just to see, you know, we had another Joffrey dying at a wedding in <laughs> sure. King's Landing. So. Joffreys are over too, guys. Dude, I, I mean, if your name's Joffrey, stay out of King's Landing. Don't go probably. to a wedding at all at King's Landing. Which that brings us to our Mount Rushmore top wedding activities. Chris, I'm gonna go first this week. So I think you went first last time. Go ahead. Number one, smanging bridesmaids, or in my case, drunkenly talking to bridesmaids and not smanging them. Nice. Yeah, but it's, trying it's, to. It's yeah, like I'm doing my best. it's like those memes, like seven what's ups. Yeah. Five Snapchats gotten. Zero girls talk to. (laughs) I always think of Kevin uh, in the office when he's like, it was such a great wedding. I got six numbers. One more, and I would have had a complete phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, My first one is just like going way too hard early in the day and then blacking Mm. out inappropriately at night. Yeah. My so my second one will be um, the, the dinner part, especially when you're at like a good table of friends and you kind of all just judge the food. Oh yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, I like, like that. Is anyone is anyone else's meat a little dry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my second one's gonna be dancing. You know, getting your groove on, cutting some rugs. Dancing. Oh god, that's a big one. I can't believe that went that far in the draft. That's crazy. It fell yeah. down the big board. Uh, but dancing, of course, is elite at weddings. Um, 
My third one is going to be, ooh, what do I want to be? Uh, it's got to be uh, open bar, if it's an open bar. Open bar it's is open nice. bar specific. If it's not an open bar, you, you, you just, you, you, come on, please. Yeah. Get, if you're getting married, Don't invite do me. an open bar. Don't invite me. <laughs> you, can, you can, like, skip out on, you know, you get a second-class DJ or something, or, you know, maybe not have four different food options but yeah. make sure that you have an open bar the bar is open it's gonna be a good time um my third pick is going to be this is something very specific so follow me here i'm listening ordering vodka sodas to drink mm-hmm. all night and then when you've had your fin you've, you're like at your limit or you're about to slip into that blackout phase just start ordering sodas and no one knows that you switched yeah smart that's a veteran move that yeah. is a veteran move. Chris. Been to been to one or two. What? You should you should uh, teach people at like AA, you should teach AA people. Like you know they're like sitting down they're like hey guys I'm gonna help you with your problems you just chug vodka sodas all night when you're about to black out you switch to sodas <laughs> and they're just like what the fuck who is this guy <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be like this guy's a genius this guy's a fucking they've sent us God <laughs> uh, my fourth is gonna be when you try to stop your niece from marrying so you speak in high valerian to her and you almost make out with her on the dance floor in front of the fucking king because i'm team damon that's fun that is fun we've all listen it's good fun everyone out there if i had a dollar you know we've all been there we've all done it uh but that's i mean come on damon's li- damon's out there living his best life short hair don't care he doesn't care. I mean, he honestly doesn't give a fuck. Short hair, okay. He went to Runestown just to kill his Runestone. Runestone. And then he's like, all right, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just popped up. It's just in the middle of a road. How did he get there? Was his dragon he there? Was gonna be there? Did no one see the dragon? You know what? He, I, I think the know. more we question it, the more problematic it's become. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fourth pick is going to be being very picky over the dessert choice yeah if there's yeah, if it's not a la mode i don't want it get like <laughs> I get, about alamo ice cream on the side ice cream on the side i'm i everyone who knows me knows i'm a big a la mode guy and yeah I, I need i need the ice cream to be able to eat your your dessert yeah yeah no i think it was a good draft i think mine overall is probably a little bit stronger but that's okay which brings us to a, a fan favorite and i just say this because i came up with it you blew it you blew I'll it i'll go first my you blew it is a. Uh, Lady Rhea's horse. Like, what are you doing? Just be a horse. Uh, so, Lady Rhea's horse. You blew it. You blew it. And you because blew it, of it, Lady Rhea's dead. Chris? Well, probably because of Damon that she's dead. Yeah, but if the horse was more of a like a horse and just stayed a horse and didn't decide to just flip onto its back because Raymond like tickled its neck or something, what do you do to it? He didn't even like do anything drastic. He's like creeping up to it, like all weird. Yeah, he does look creepy too in the scene. Uh, my my you blew it is Joffrey Lama thinking that he can set some sort yeah. of like sneaky alliance with Kristen Cole by exposing him. So uh, Joffrey, you blew it, you you blew it, it buddy. You congratulations, dude. You're up there with the horse. Now you're fucking dead. And you're dead. And the horse is uh, the horse is actually fine. <laughs> so yeah, no I, no real animals were harmed in the filming of this scene. Strategy with Lord Mims, Chris. This is tough. But if you are Viserys, and, and obviously it could be a very easy answer in this, which is just no, but maybe there's something you could do. Is it too late? Is it all too late? Is there anything that you can do to salvage two characters specifically? Can you get Damon to calm down? Can you get Alicent to just buy in? Uh, probably not. And as we see, no, but he's not really going to do anything actively. But is there anything he could do, do you think? I think 
I think you're. Um, I think first of all, he's making the right move in marrying Rhaenyra to Laenor. Right. Because now at least there's a king consort, and perhaps the realm can get behind there being a king and a queen on the throne. And there's a lot of strength there too. There's a lot of strength there. I mean, the the, Valer- the Valerians can back up their claim. They own the fleet. Now, salvaging Damon's relationship, Ooh. I don't think I don't I don't think that that one's possible. I think your best I think your best bet there is to marry him to Lena and have them fuck off to Dragonstone or oh. or you know, some maybe give them some holding somewhere else, but the, he cannot be at court. Damon cannot be at court. No, he's trying to bang Rhaenyra every chance he gets now. He's full into Rhaenyra. He clearly loves her, um, but also like he was hitting on Lena. Hey, he's just a weird guy at this point. I can't get I can't get a handle on the guy. And then now, I don't think there's any repairing after the after these revelations by Allison. I don't think there's any repairing that relationship. No, that's. I think your best bet there is to just. I know you want to be friendly with her and stuff, but at a certain point, it's like, it's kind of like the Barath- Robert Baratheon Cersei dynamic. Mm. It's like the, the the coldness is going to be there, but yeah. she's still the mother of your kids. Like, so just keep keep the house tight and um, yeah. keep Otto out of the picture because he's going to keep muttering well, muddying those I feel waters. Like the damage is done by Otto. That yeah. last thing he said to Allison stuck with her, but. We also haven't seen, which they really needed, to, I think, to play up a bit more, and maybe they will in the future. Cersei, we knew, loved her children. Mm-hmm. Allison, we haven't seen that. They're basing it off of, well, she's their mom, so of course she has to love them. Not really. I mean, <laughs> there's no rule, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wish they did play it up a bit more, but obviously the, the stage has been set that she does love her children um, mm-hmm. and wants them to succeed. Uh, I, th- I think I think we'll start to see that with with Olivia older Allison. Yeah. yeah, Olivia Cook playing older Allison, who is when I found out she was cast, guys. Let me tell you something. I got really excited, and I mean really excited. Drew the curtains, locked the door, level excited. I, I think it was an intentional decision to draw the attention from all of Allison's emotions to trying to salvage this relationship with Renera. Yeah, and I, I I think I think that they've been very spot on with that because you, you do kind of feel bad. For Allison. For Allison. That's the thing. And everyone is championing Rhaenyra and championing. And of course, we all do. We understand that. But I also think people now are going to, and I think the show is smart to do this in a way. They're going to villainize Allison. And I think the show, in a way, could turn that mirror around on society and the people who watch the show and be like, why are you villainizing her? Right? And I think if they pull that carpet out from under people, uh, it'll make a lot of people have to look in the mirror and be like, wait, they're right. Why am I villainizing her? What did she actually ever do? except what she was sort of forced to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we all can love the cool character, which we all do because is badass, and of course Otto is bad, and I like him, but, uh, you know, Viserys and all that. But technically everything Allison has done is her duty in that world, and we all treat her like she's going to be the villain. And it's like, well, why? So I do like that the show can do that. If they play it right, they really can draw on that and be like, well, what do you think of yourself now? Yeah. Person at home watching this? With Cheeto dust on your fingers? You listening right now. Why are you the way that you do are? Do you feel shame? <laughs> <laughs> do you have do you have an ounce of regret in your body, you piece of shit? <laughs> like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Please share. Share, share. share with your family. Uh, unnecessary titties. Mine is simple. Cole even suggesting to Rhaenyra that let's run away to Esso. It's like <laughs> Rhaenyra's not going to do that. She is the crown. She loves the throne. She's all about it. 
dude, he's he's been victimized, man. Let she's him, a libutant. Let, let him live. Let him live. I understand that, but it's she's the queen to be. My unnecessary titties is elephant showing up dramatically late, wearing all green. First of all, if green's supposed to be calling the banners, are you are you saying that we're at open war right she now? She wore a green dress. What's Chris. your what's your point? She wore a green dress. That's she, it. She wore a green dress. That was you're listening to gossip by Lara Strong. That's what you're doing. Are you gaslighting me right now? No, I'm not. You're stupid to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually an idiot. And you're insane. <laughs> um, no, but she's wearing a green dress, right? And I think the same thing. If you're going to say Kristen Cole is a victim, then in her own way, is not Allison a victim too? I'm. I'm not saying that she isn't. I think that her dad's been manipulating her. Easy, I think in a. Easy, I, I think easy, in a way, Viserys easy. has used her. Sure. I think... In a way, Rhaenyra's used her. Her I think, best friend I think lied Rhaenyra, to her face. I think Rhaenyra manipulated her Swore as well. on Emma's grave, Rhaenyra's mother's grave, that she did nothing to Allison's face. Allison is being torn asunder. Yeah. But now, but now she's going to have her little white knight in Kristen Cole. True. I she think, doesn't bang him, I think she? things are really... Allison's trajectory, if you're going to buy stock... Buy stock. Buy stock in Allison right now. Buy stock in her toes. Have, so we even next- seen, <laughs> have we even seen? Have seen her toes? No. She probably picks those too. Oh, that's a good point. Ugh, no, Allison, my 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 beauty. <laughs> uh, trial by combat. Yes. Okay. Get, let's let's hear it. It's important, guys. Our podcast is a relief from everyday stress. So our podcast should never get political, except right now. Um, <laughs> I think America's more divided than ever. So I I came up with a fun movie to, to remedy that. And and also, I've never done a remake. So I want to do a remake. I'm getting into the remake game. Um, so this is a movie uh, starring Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So what happens is they hold a meeting in the Oval Office where they're just like hashing things out, right? They're getting into it, you know, and it, they get into a big heated argument. And at the same time, they both place their hand on like an Abe Lincoln statue, and they're like, "Yeah, well, I wish you could walk a mile in my shoes." And they switch, oh. they switch like they're they're the the essence of Joe Biden is inside Donald Trump, not in like a Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky way. And then the essence of Donald Trump is inside Joe Biden, and they learn to walk a mile in each other's shoes. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Uh, so they switch their bodies in my remake film that I'm calling. Uh, Freaky Friday colon suck my caucus because <laughs> that's a political term and yes. it was all I could think of. Um, so it's, it, it brings America together because they learn to walk a mile in each other's shoes. Uh, they see each other's differences, each other's similarities. Trump, as Joe Biden talks with Obama, who's like just ripping on Trump and it like hurts his feelings. Biden gets to like nail Melania, which is cool as Trump, of course. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. And at the end, they it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. In the end, they, they learn to be friends because they realize that America is a great melting pot of different views, opinions, and experiences. But mostly, they also become pals because they realize that they're both filthy rich and part of the sociopathic, uh, pedophilic ruling elite that runs our country. Uh, wow. and, and they don't care about anyone else. That's a nice feel-good story right there. PG-13. Rated PG thirteen, starring Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So, do they do they run on each other's platforms as they? It's just them getting into like hijinks. There's not going to be any like campaigning. It's going to be just them, and it's like they're learning like you know like Biden as Trump is on like Truth Social or whatever. I don't know what they do in their spare time, but it's more just them just sort of. I'm just trying to bring the country together. When when Trump as Biden is riding a bike, is he gonna fall over too? That's a great question. I don't know because I don't know who if he's still if like his equilibrium goes into Biden or if it's still Biden's. He's a little shaky, uh, but it's it's. I think it'll bring the country together. I think it's what we need right now. 
Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think they do it. I, I'm here for uniting. You know, we need Rhaenyra and Alicent to. That's why I did it. Switch places because we see them not walking a mile in each other's shoes. Rhaenyra, I mean, Rhaenyra's like, oh, I'm forced to marry Laenor. At least he's like close to her age, and she will have the power of being the queen and not the queen consort, which is what Alicent is, which is literally just what Emma was, which is like. Produce heirs, produce heirs, produce heirs. Yeah. For Rhaenyra, she's sort of playing with house money. Yeah. And I, I think I want you to remember that the next time you talk shit about House Hightower. I, well, first of all, I'm not going to talk shit about House Hightower because they're just not even worth my time speaking wow. about. Um, because, of Super course, the Targaryens are the ones in power and ruling Westeros for hundreds oh, yeah, of the years. King, the king is, so. is shitting blood, everybody. Who's Mr. Strong? <laughs> we all, we, listen, cast the first stone. Who hasn't shed blood in here? That's a good point. <laughs> glass houses, right? People who live in glass houses should not throw stones or masturbate in the daytime. But, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys joining us for another week. Thank you. Um, Again, please continue to tune in. We'll be back Wednesday with a Midweek Mayhem episode covering the the behind-the-scenes stuff of Episode 5. We love you guys. Please share, like, subscribe. And that's all I got. Hey, Allison, uh, hit me up. I'll let you gaslight me.